Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake is back. Chuck gets graded, and it is pre-release season. Chuck, how are you doing, my friend? Um, I'm sorry I left you high and dry last week. <laughs> it's okay. We all get a sick day every now and then. Right, right. Uh, it, 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 it was not a great week, uh, but I want to hear about your week because it was probably a lot better than mine. Uh, my week, uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I had a... I had a blast doing the intro there for uh, for once. Uh, we, we won't say how many takes it took. I'm just kidding. It only took me one, but uh, uh, maybe you'll have to know if I'm. You won't know if I'm lying. Uh, well, it was close. It wasn't quite how I say it, uh, but you know, it was, it was possible. Uh, it's, it's yeah. It's it's mine. It's got to be a little bit more unique, and I didn't know what I was doing. So hey, <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, but otherwise, the week went uh, went by rather quick um pre-release weekend so uh test you know uh four wing testing was put on hold for the weekend to celebrate in the scarlet and violet uh release and that was fun a lot of fun this weekend we got to do two pre-releases at the same store nice nice friday and and sunday i went to both uh friday was a hot pool day and Sunday was kind of chill. All the kids got all the good stuff on Sunday. Hey, was, yeah. You wanna you definitely want the kids to get good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I still got decent stuff in the kit, just nothing that was like uh you know crazy. I was just pulling the the regular rares that people might want, like Klepki and stuff like that. So right. it wasn't a complete loss, it's just nothing could go crazy about like like uh uh the pools I got on Friday, which Nice. We'll we'll talk about uh, all that stuff here in a second, but yeah, like um, I did two pre-releases myself, um, you know, last week um, on last weekend, not this current weekend that we're on. Um, you know, Heroes Inc. had their last um, pre-release before they unfortunately are now closed, um, but got to do that, and then I got sick um, right at the end of that one. I got a pretty bad cough. Um, ended up going to you know the um med express or the equivalent thereof um and you know everything's fine with me it was just a cough that really like nailed me like it was it was giving me you know a sore throat obviously my lungs were hurting just because the amount of coughing i was doing and then it just kind of for those first few days just really knocked me out and i wasn't really able to um, talk a lot um at a you know raspy voice and there was a lot of there i still have a little bit of a cough as i say that i gotta clear my throat i'll probably clear my throat a little more than normal um but other than that yeah i was bookend um but between that uh you know or so it was pre-release got sick and then on the other end of that book half i just actually finished up another pre-release as i feel pretty good now um for the most part um and you know it was it was it was probably the worst pre-release kit i've ever opened in my life um but overall at least as far as like good pulls or flashy pulls um but at least i got the the um butterfly and if you have the butterfly you have a chance uh so we'll talk about that here in a little while um but yeah uh it was basically pre-release um and then in between uh both ends of the pre-release i was just sick um and didn't really have a voice yeah well i mean 
good sandwich with a little bit of bad in there, but hey. Right. I uh, mean, I've been having a bad luck string, starting from when I fell down my stairs, then my my emergency dental thing, and then I get sick, and I'm basically down for a week where, like, there were some days I called off, but then, like, even the days I worked, I just basically came home and slept. Uh, so it was just, like, really, like, on a downswing. Uh, so I'm hoping to rebound. Um, yeah. And that's going to happen next week because I'm going on vacation, going uh, to sunny Southern California. Uh, by this time next week, that's where I'll be. Uh, so it'll be kind of a fun little transition and um, podcast next week. Yeah, yeah. But nothing better to rebound than to hit up some sun and, and uh, you know, take a vacation. Because uh, I'll be, this time next week, I won't be on vacation. Just Well, I will be on <laughs> vacation next week um, myself. But I'm not going to California with you, unfortunately. Well, I I'm, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day, but uh, yeah, I will be coming to the to the Berg again and just uh, seeing what what's going on. So you're telling Is me it, I'm gonna so. miss you while you're here? Probably. Dang it! Yeah, I'm canceling my trip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Go to California because if you cancel your trip, you got to come to Fort Wayne then. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, I, I would rather go to Disneyland at this point. Yeah. <laughs> all right um so yeah it was a uh, it's kind of a up and down week for me uh you had some pretty fun pre-releases um but before we get you know to our regular channel or talking points um you know i i did listen to our last episode and you told me that i needed to get my keyword keywords in or else that you're changing all of the passwords on everything uh so one um, I, I already text you um, yeah. instantly, um, but that was Galarian Zapdos for me as a keyword, not for everybody else. And there was you did give confusion to people because I had many locals come up to me and they're like, I'm confused. Which one do I need to put in? Uh, but, you know, I, ultimately, that one was for me. I, it's because I, I accidentally used the word keyword. I was going to say password or something like that. But yeah, I was I was so, too excited. Sorry, everyone that got a little bit of confusion because of Chuck. Yeah, that's my fault. My fault. And uh, that's what happens when you put me in charge. So, right. That's what happens when Charles is in charge. Um, but I, I did have to give you a rating, right? Um, yeah. OK, and yeah. I think you definitely were passable. I wouldn't say completely S tier. Um, but you were definitely up there. I'll give you solid A, man. You did a great job. All right. Um, especially in the clutch. I mean, you, you kind of had an idea that I might miss. Um, but it was official maybe like, you know, 20 minutes beforehand. Uh, but luckily, we had a guest that had, you know, you something you can rebound off of. But, you know, you did a good job. Um, I enjoyed listening. And it was kind of the first time I was like, man, I'm I'm listening to my own podcast. But, like, I have no idea what's going to be talked about. <laughs> so it was almost like I was listening to a different podcast. So it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I, I listened to. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I, I'm talking way too much in this episode." So, uh, that's what you got to do as hosts. No, you did a good yeah. job. All right. Well, um, what? we we are recording this a little early um, per our normal Tuesday recording um, because I'm going to be getting dental work done, and I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, where that's going to put me at pain tolerance to finish up the the dental work that I kind of alluded to earlier. Um, but um, that being said, we just finished the the Charlotte Regional, so it's just hot off the press um, with no time to really kind of think about it. Um, I missed 
the majority of the top eight because of the pre-release there. But uh, we had two Lugias, two Eterns, one Mew, a Vikabolt, a Lost Box, and a Regigigas. And ultimately, Etern took it down. So, Chuck, what, what say you? Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little surprised to see two Eterns in the top eight. Um, and then they face each other. Yeah, and of course they have to 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 mirror each other. Plus the Vika Volt uh, as well. I was like, well, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an interesting t- top eight because uh, it could go a lot of different places. And obviously the turn uh, made his way um, after Del- after winning the mirror uh, took it all the way to the finals. So uh, yeah, it, that was inter- that was. A very eclectic top eight, and I think it's kind of indicative of the time frame we are in this format. I think just kind of hot taking it. It's just that um, a lot of people are more willing to try other things or, or different ideas. Uh, not to mention, I mean, some people are still good players, are still playing Lugia and stuff like that. It's not like they're going away. Uh, but uh, yeah, just people are willing to try different things because the format has kind of gone on a little longer than usual. Correct. And we're at the tail end. Some people may have already like racked up enough points and stuff like that. So rather than you know giving a go at a format that's kind of stale um, and not leave, leaving them that much choice in what they want to play, they might try something different. Um or not just pass on in general uh, on going too as well. Right. So no, I mean uh, all these decks are not necessarily surprising because um, obviously Lugia is the BDIF and the most you know the most success recently. Um, Lost Box is always like that second as far as like meta share, but all the lists that made the top eight are are things that you would expect to see going into regionals. Um, maybe some of these other ones are the quote unquote fringe decks. Um, People are just throwing them out there because the meta is so solved um, and just being able to have that kind of like take advantage of the meta that you already kind of know of. Um, but no, yeah. I'm not surprised to see that. Um, but, you know, E-Turn actually taking home the win. Um, finally, you're right. Um, but uh, um, all these decks are, you know, they they all have a shot. Like there, there's nothing out of the ordinary or that, that really caught us off guard here with with any of these top decks that made uh you know top eight yeah oh well, and <laughs> i mean there's gonna be some people that will be a little surprised or uh that who would would that eternatus actually won the regional or or something like that but i mean this is one that was probably more ripe for the taking uh mew was uh hot like uh kind of like talked up as being better this time so dark obviously sees a little bit of a better play when Mew gets a little bit of a better tick up right so uh but i mean you are right in saying all of the decks in the top eight aren't necessarily something that surprises us that we see them per se Mm -hmm. um the only real surprise is that it was two eternatus like i would not be surprised if one squeaked back in i mean it's been in the finals but when you see two you're you're kind of like oh right, right. Have it's just, yep. days, so. i mean i think the the day one meta shares were about expected what, what 25 15 like 
a little under 10 and then you know kind of going down and down and down um so nothing really odd to you know as far as just like meta share just the way the cookie crumbles some of these fringe decks or quote-unquote fringe decks kind of just had a little bit higher success rate this time yeah that was the only thing i missed is that that i didn't get to see the actual shares of what was in the field to kind of like guess my you know just kind of analyze that a little bit uh i was not able to see that graphic while watching the streams yeah i saw uh, the graphic today. while on the stream i just i i don't have it in front of me but i i i vaguely remember it saying uh you know being that um you know that kind of medicare yeah i only got to watch a little bit tail end saturday and then, and then tail end again today because right. i was also pre-release today like i said 100 100 but uh before we get off uh regionals um you know congratulations to everybody who made top eight uh day two and all that fun stuff hopefully um you know those people that are trying to grind out you know enough cp to get to worlds that uh, you're on pace um and hopefully con- continued success um but just as far as like, the stream goes i do want to you know say uh give you know those guys props because um, you know, playing those trainer battles or the not the trainer battles, but the the caster battles um, on, in addition of having like the interviews have been such an upgrade from when we first started, like right out of pandemic going into um, uh, where we're Indiana, Indiana, um, where you're Indianapolis. Yeah, that where it was just, you know, they, they do a good job at, you know, all those little um you know, segments in between that they kind of already cut a video together, but you can only yeah. watch those so many times. But um, being able to have interviews um, in the lounge and then being able to watch different formats. Um, we've seen GLC. We've seen some, you know, uh, formats of the past, um, you know, Worlds 2017, I think it was. We even saw like the pre-release for this current one, um, this, that and everything. So I I think it's, they're doing a great job at kill, filling the, the dead time uh, before because i think that was the biggest detri- detriment uh, but if they can continue to innovate in between rounds i think you know the stream will only continue to grow and i love what i'm seeing so i just want to say everybody involved um from the whole team um you know keep up the great work and i i just love it yeah i'm gonna second that because watching mm-hmm. them watching them caster battles especially like the 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 building battle i saw this weekend was just fun i mean it just the the key thing is it's just they're the adds personalities to the casters themselves. Right. It's great to see their personalities because they are a bunch of fun people, and it's just uh they are great at having fun playing the game. So it makes it makes the game real fun. And like you said, I did I did like the nostalgia of of uh, I think it was Vancouver when Chip yeah. and Kyle played Worlds, the Worlds format that was in Vancouver. So it was like a fitting too um because last time they were in vancouver they were playing this format right um but uh just showcasing the old format and the, the comeback too like you couldn't script a better match sometimes that right they did show off. i think they scripted crazy. that because i believe what the the match that you were talking about they ended to one at one point yeah. um and that was before iono was revealed I didn't get to talk <laughs> about her last week but yeah and n plus marnie equals iono which i think um, you guys kind of were going back and forth, you and Mike, saying which which one of those cards were are better. Um, and I think Iono is probably better because I've heard a lot of like, um, you know, veteran players like give people grief in the past if like 
oh five like a like a, a professor's equivalent i think it was um sycamore um if you had that or end to start the game which one to use and people would always give um you crap if you use uh your your end because you can just draw back into cards you had but now i think it might be even correct to play iono because now you're putting those quote-unquote bad cards or cards you don't necessarily want on the bottom of your deck uh, so you're always knowing you're going to get a fresh new hand uh so i think Overall, I think Iono is better than N. Uh, I I think you're right I don't, on that one. I don't really have a point to refute you on that because you're you're seeing six new cards. I mean, shuffling isn't bad, but you're also not discarding. Uh, so you're seeing six cards that are not good to you at the moment, putting them at the bottom of your deck to see six new fresh ones. So for for you seeing cards it's arguably better um i don't know math on that if technically better but we'll say i think that's better and then when and you look at the disruption side um whether you're you're taking the cards that they have in their hand if they're thinking what they have there um you're putting them at the bottom of the deck arguably more disruption um the only uh you know, like play around is that you can uh stack a deck uh, of course, Orangaroo is gone, but if we get another effect like that, you can stack a deck and protect yourself from from an Iono. I mean, I'm I'm pretty um, sure most players but, are going to have Iono and Judge. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, um, and depending on how many cards, you might just help them draw into uh, whatever they're trying to get. But th those are fringe things that I mean, where someone will draw into the boss's orders off of their one card, and then everyone will be going Iono is a lie, right? It's like every other. I think Iono plus path, especially late game, if you you Iono to one, um, I think it's it's a great thing. And also, I think it's also it's also risky too, depending on you know, the decks you're playing, because you might Iono yourself down to one or two. Um, but sometimes that's a risk you need to do to put your opponent at a disadvantage with their deck. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because um, I think this game this card just changes uh, the way you know the game will be played because in the current. Yeah, you have Marnie, but you're basically never worried about your prize mapping. Uh, net, and you kind of had that with Roxanne, but you know that you didn't really see Roxanne saying a lot of success. Um, but now, like you're like, do I want to go down to one prize, um, or should I set up math to try to take out multi things at the same time so you you have a better Iono matchup? So, um, interested to see. You know how just the prize mapping and the way people play and interact are going to change because like the meta decks will be the meta decks, but like that in itself just changes the dynamic of the game completely, uh, where a lot of people don't have experience with that. Yeah, uh, I, I I do uh, see your point of like when late game, ioning yourself down to to fewer cards because you might have more not that many prizes taken. Um, I, I still think that's the case where uh, I think Mike brought it up last week, where Roxanne becomes an, a, 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 a still a usable card, not in high numbers, but uh, you're gonna keep Iona like Iona's that thing to the bottom, so it doesn't come up till the late game, so that right. you can give yourself six and and then put them at two. Um, so I'm I'd be inter I'm I'm interested to see the supporter lines after the second set. When this comes out, same. I'm I'm wondering uh, if I, we're gonna have a Guzma ish effect and or an Acerola effect. 
Well, uh, Acerola is already kind of there with Penny, right? Penny, Penny but it's basic only. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, that's still... Um, I'd be more... <clears throat> I'd be more inclined to see if they, we see a larger uh, shuffle draw effect, like a Cynthia, to be honest. Because... Um, I see, I foresee like supporter lines being very research heavy at the moment. If you're not playing loft box, which then you're Colrus heavy. But then when you're playing, like when Iona comes out, like that's a great card to play early. Like, and if you build your deck around not necessarily losing resources, you might want a little bit more shuffle draw, like a judge, or um, I just don't think like a Shauna youngster is like five cards is good enough. Like um, if, if there was a six card draw, like that could be like, that could be the lineup. Like you play two of the, like two to three of those two, to three Ionos and a Roxanne and that's your supporters. Maybe plus whatever you want in gusting effects, but Hey, who knows? Maybe yep. that's too many. I don't know. No, we shall see. I'm excited to see what's coming up uh, with, you know, more supporters um interested to see you know what they print out um but yeah that was a you know there's a I've lot to be seen there's a... in, i've only ever got to use n and glc so i don't know what it's like to play with more than one of them so... <laughs> uh you should have played expanded back in the day but nah don't play it right now uh but with that being said let's just try to keep us on on track a little bit there um and i do want to talk about pre-releases because we both played in two um so i want to hear you know high level um you know, what'd you pull? What'd you play? Um, and, you know, how'd you do? All right. So uh, what I pulled, I'm going to go with the second one first real quick. The best pull I got was my Rev Room pre-release promo with a couple of clef keys and, and, and things like that of the nature. Um, I think I got a Miascarada, which was cool to have. You know, I want one, but I could have got them somewhere else. But, hey, I got them at pre-release. But Friday, uh, the first pre-release, my pools were lit uh, on fire. Like uh, I think I got out of my kit in the, just the four packs in my kit. Uh, I got a full art Miriam. I got the Gyarados EX. I also pulled a magic carp. So I was able to use Gyarados in, in pre-release. Uh, nice. And then uh, I also got a Spidops EX. Unfortunately, I didn't get the Tarantula. I couldn't use him. Uh, but as for like deck building, uh, the Friday night uh, I was uh, using uh, both days. I used Dondozo and Tatsuguri uh, as that as that. But the first day I paired it up with Quaquavo because that's what I got. Mm -hmm. uh, but I snuck in the Gyarados, which um, helped. Uh, I won a game because Gyarados. I also lost a game because Gyarados because I started Magikarp and I had Gyarados in hand, but he was playing Pomot. So, yeah, I was like, I'm going to evolve this. And I was like, hoping to get, I needed one more, like hoping to get a third energy before he could attack, but it didn't happen. So Gyarados down went down real quickly. Right. Um, but then the other game, I got to Tyrannical Tail for knockout twice, which was fun. Because um, who loves doing 360 damage for no reason? Um, it's, it is fun, especially against these <laughs> mons with less than 100. <laughs> or just yeah. around 100. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, that was the first pre-release. I think I lost. I lost the one game. Uh, the Palma. I think I went three-one. We played four rounds before uh, 
before the tournament software quit and they said, well, we're done. Cause yeah. uh, for whatever reason, the Pokemon event manager, I told like they, they wanted them to play six grounds cause we had a full house in the store, you know, a full house of people, mm-hmm. max seats. So they were like, well, we'll play six rounds, but then the tournament software quit. Um, so we only played four. Um, and then, uh, the second day, I paired the Don Dozo with Pavilion. That's what I got. And um, I'll let you explain the bug a little bit more. But I went two and one with that because the the one game uh, I lost, uh, I didn't I didn't I, uh, I didn't get anything. And he just uh, beat me to the punch pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's how it kind of goes. Um, but no, no. Yeah. So it sounds like you got some decent pulls overall. Um, and you know, had some uh, at least a kit that was competitive, um, and put you in a position there. I also, I didn't, I didn't pull it. I had to work a trade with the, with the good kid that pulled the Dark Knight EX on Friday night, and because he and he was willing to trade it, so um, he took some cards off of me. And I got my, I got one Arcanine at the moment. I need three more, right? So two more. So I would ex- um, say my pre-release experience was a little bit different because uh we were (coughs) sorry about that um we were at heroes um and like i said it was their last event um but they had so many kits so we did one main uh pre-release uh which we only did three rounds um uh i out of my kit i pulled um a toxicro ex a full art katie uh iron tread and a gold um energy a gold electric energy uh so pretty okay pulls uh nothing like too too crazy um ended up getting the the palmot and the vovillian um as far as my uh pokemon lines <clears throat> and i used those guys and just like the consistency with the um with the ability to be able to get palmot up there plus just uh, having vovillian's uh first attack is so great um, ended up going 3-0. Uh, so tie, there was two 3-0s at the, at, um, just because we were a, a full house. Uh, and then we ended it. So um, was able to take it down or tie for first. Um, and then out of my prize packs, I pulled a gold uh, Coridon. Um, so was pretty pumped about that. Um, and then we played a secondary um there was only like eight people um, where we got to do another pre-release just right then and there. Cause they were going to close. They need to get rid of stuff. Um, and I didn't pull really anything um, out of those guys. Uh, I did pick up a few Oinkalones or, or um, what's the Lechonk? Lechonk EXs. Yeah. I ended up getting two Lechonk no, EXs. Oinkalone EX. Oh, That's right. Lechonk is a, uh, my apologies. Uh, but you know, uh, I think I went uh, one, one, two, uh, nothing crazy with that guy. Um, but um, you know, got some pulls there. Um, and then they had even more kits left over, so I bought another one. <laughs> uh, and and um, I didn't really get anything too crazy, I don't think, out of that. Um, uh, but a lot of you know, good standard uh, cards to pull. Um, you know, was able to basically build my um, my uh, Lechonk Oinkalone deck. So I, I have every card I need for that. So I was pretty happy there. 
Um, and then, of course, today, I actually, right before we ended up um, recording here, playing at Sport Car Junction, um, had a full house. Um, and then I pulled the the Vavillion plus the, you know, the the, the Quaxley starting line. I have a yeah. Vavillion. Um, so great. Um, I yeah. I know I played a three game, went 3-0 again. Um, and there were many times throughout the day where I would try to like Mezagoza for something and completely whiff, but then was able to get the evolution line out um, because Jock is a, is a great card um, and just their ability is a great card. Uh, but every time I flipped with uh, Vavillion, they got the, the paralysis or the burn or like for that extra damage just enough <clears throat> to get me over the hump. So I know the burn came in huge. Um, in the third game I was playing against uh, one of our locals here, um, and he had the Palmont, and he was off and running. Uh, went two two prizes to none on me, um, but then because he was going so aggressively through his deck, um, and just with the energy available to him, I was able to um, <clears throat> paralyze him multiple times. I think throughout the game, I got to paralyze him six out of seven times, <laughs> and I ended up squeaking out a win because I decked him out, and I like I was buying time with those. I didn't actually try to knock him out, um, but you know there was another card in there that I want to you know talk about, but we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, that kind of helped as well, but it was just about stalling him and and trying to deck him out, especially in a pre-release. Um, that's a very viable um, way to do it uh, because people can deck out pretty easily. Um, you play one professors and you're you're already turning through almost a fourth of your deck right there. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I won a game by deck out today as well uh, because the gentleman happened to pull a professor, so he had two in his deck. Oh, geez, don't do, uh, don't double professors, don't do it. <laughs> so, so he had to churn through some Dodonzos with his pavilion, which wasn't happening. So, yeah, uh, I didn't care that he bought. I was like, you do whatever you want. Like he could have, he was uh, looking for poison or burn, or he was just trying to do extra damage. Because I was, I was stuck. I was like, I can't attack you. So yeah, you're but, just gonna but, deck yourself. But <laughs> I have, I have way more cards in my deck than you do at the moment. So right. Um, so yeah, a word to everybody: just don't, don't, um, you know, go too aggressive because then you're gonna put yourself in a very bad, bad position. You know, I will say though, uh, Pokemon, if you listen in, putting Jacques in the kit was a mistake. Um, I the look. I did it to a person. Luckily, he didn't really want to play the game. But going second, I had Jock mm -hmm. in hand, and I started a started a scatter bug. That's game in <laughs> hand with an energy. Like right, uh, it's just it does because as long as I hit the flip, I can do up to seventy damage, and he can't do anything about it. And I don't think there's a starter that starts at eighty. Uh, so uh, it was that's the only thing I think. Pavilion's fine, but I think adding Jock as the supporter. In the kit, I don't think Jacques uh, was in every single kit because I I remember the other one I didn't. I, if people him. pulled him, people pulled him, but I wouldn't have put him in any of the kits. In right, general. I know in my first uh, pre-release I had two Jocks uh, in there with the yeah. Mobilion line, I mean, and I was like, okay, I got this. I didn't get a Jacques in. I got a Jacques in both kits, and I only had a Pavilion once. But I just think adding him to the kit, especially in Pavilion, was. A bad idea because that could be not fun but most of i don't know most people uh around my likability of pokemon don't really care right but uh, i don't know i could see a kid a younger kid getting 
upset about it. So right, right. Nah, it, it, I I understand where you're coming from. It's it's all um, good there, um, but you know, going on the back of Fovillian, like I was saying, ended up pulling it out with the three zero. Um, like I said, that was my that pre-release kit was absolute garbage. I got nothing. Um, my I got the I always forget what the the uh, the water um, evolution guy is, but that's where that's the the best card Quavel. I got. Quavel, yeah, that was the best card I got out Quavel. of my box. Um, because I was able to, you know, squeak out a three zero, um, got that one extra or the couple extra prize kits, so I got five. Um, and on my last pack of the five, um, I ended up pulling the the full art or the the ultra rare Miriam, uh, where everybody's you know, she's like the double version, like there's two of her kind yeah. of. The um, illustrator, illustrator yeah, so rare, the illustrator rare. So that's I, I, from what I've heard, that is the pull card of the set. So, um, went from the worst kit to the best card. Uh, so can't be too upset there. Uh, my yeah. pre-release, uh, experience on this this uh, um, you know, base set, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for. I have a couple boxes coming, and I'm excited for them because. The, the pulls seem pretty nice. Uh, I've seen, just in two days of pack openings, I've seen four Illustrator Art Maridons pulled, and I think one of those Miriams. Right. And I think I think, I think think we had a playset of Miriam, like regular full art Miriam play, pulled as well. Like, there's a lot of hits going on on top, on top of like gold Caridons and all kinds of right. other stuff. They were just like, there's just a lot of hits. So right. And then even Mike, um, uh, what you had on we had on last week, um, today he out of his case plus the prize packs, he pulled two gold Maridons. Yeah. That's like, what I mean. There's the pull rate spin seeming pretty good. Um, you know, uh last pre-release, I was kind of giving uh Russ a little bit of grief um with you know his pre-release pulls, but uh you know, he he picked his box and he stuck with it and he pulled uh um the the same miriam as i did uh the, the ultra rare one so um it seems like the pull rates are pretty good um overall so far yeah concur on that one yeah i'm excited to open up my boxes this week before i go on vacation um just because i had them pre-ordered and obviously our store did pre-release so they're allowed to open a little bit early if i'm not mistaken uh, yeah, they sh- they should be able to give you them uh, next week at one point in time. They yeah. can sell early. Yeah. I have to. Mine won't be here till. Well, I have one coming from pre-sale. Uh, I ordered it, so it won't be here till after the thirty-first. And then uh, I'm getting one from Sports Card, but I'm picking it up. So oh, okay. Very cool. All right. Uh, with that being said. Um, no, it was, it was a great pre-release season, but uh, we, we got to get on to the middle of the show shenanigans, and then we'll talk about um, a few decks to, that we should be looking into now that rotation is just around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means? It's time for some trivia. It's time, time for trivia. 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 So, do you have a question ready to go? I do. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. This a Pokemon of the week um, is an attack, and we're going to play guess that attack and or ability. Um, has an attack, and his attack is Stringhole. 
Stringhole? Paul. Paul? H A U L. String Hall. Mm -hmm. Are we including like what is this new cards or this this includes new cards that are been playable since last week in certain okay. formats? <laughs> uh, so string hall makes me feel like this is a, a some I don't I have no idea. Um, I have a feeling it's some sort of spider Pokemon, but I don't know if they haul things. So the stringing could be something different. Can I get a hint? Let me get a lifeline. Let me. Uh, uh, what hint do you like, want? What kind of what are we, are we doing? Typing or uh, um, stage? Stage. Um, typing, I guess, and then. Um... I can't. I guess you're gonna. Um... If you can give me the 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 type, I'll go with that. It's grass. It's grass. Don't be cheating and looking at some books here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You can say I'm not cheating. Uh, <laughs> I cannot so... see your monitor, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm. I have a feeling this is new. I don't remember what spy dops attack and uh, I'm going to go with Tarantula the basic Tarantula it is Tarantula all so right I brought I was I kind of I brought There's this card because it was so it was so niche that you know it, it could have been um you know something that got past you but it also was relevant in my game that I was telling you about earlier uh, because it, uh, his string hall, flip a coin. If head, switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon um, to uh, to the active spot. So I used this at one point because he was, like I said, so spread out of energies that I that I um, you know basically bossed up something with a heavier retreat cost, and then I just kind of you know waited the game out here when I was also trying not to paralyze him. You know. Uh, so this was another card that helped me get that uh, that that up uh, or uh, Miriam. That's cool. Uh, I would I used Lechonk for that, but he doesn't get he doesn't let me choose. Mm -hmm. He just uh, he's just like escape rope. They choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know. I haven't seen that Tarantula. I've only seen this bite ops because I pulled it, and I looked at the set list. I was because I was organizing my cards. There's actually three of them in the set, so that's why I was like, I don't know if this is a Tarantula or not. Because I don't remember what Spidops does for his attack and or whatever his well, ability is even called. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it was it was a good one. Uh, congrats on getting it. All right, I gotta give you one now. So, um, I have one here. Um, because I I like the look of this Pokemon, but okay, uh, okay. so this is a Pokemon. I'm gonna give you an attack, and you have to guess it. Um, it may or may not have been seen. I could not use it, but I like the uh, look of it. Um, so this attack name is Thunderblast. Thunderblast. Is it standard legal right now, or is it? Is it kind of been it's played kinda, in the last you two weeks? Have, you could have possibly played this Pokemon in the last week. 
uh, at certain formats, as you would say. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's the Palmot because the Palmot had a electro pause. Thunderblast? Thunderblast. What were other electric types out there? It could have been a Maridon is the electric guy, right? The baby Maridon, maybe. <clears throat> could be the possibility. I don't think a lot of people played that. Um I'm just trying to think of the other electric types. I don't remember seeing too much out there that was relevant. I'm just gonna say the baby Maridon. I don't. I don't really have a, a clue of anything else that's electric in the. You are. Set here. You are. You are close. Uh, Maridon was my other my other thought to give you, but this mm. is. Uh, this one is Kilowattrol. The oh bird. yeah okay I did go right the past him. Bird. That's um, right. So he I did what was 140 or something. It's 140, and you discard one lightning energy from that Pokemon. Uh, it only takes one lightning and two colorless. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, it's probably not that great. That's why I wanted to probably try and right. try and use it previous, but I never got any lightning kits. I even uh, if I, I would have remembered bird Pokemon, apparently. Even so. if I would have remembered bird, I wouldn't have remembered that guy's name because I would have maybe known the card and then got stuck on that again because like sometimes that happens with me. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't have got the pulled the name out. I, I would have told you. I could tell you that for sure. I don't. And sometimes the naming, like the naming kind of like things that they do in Pokemon, like Fido and stuff. Like I don't, I don't. They, they make me giggle. I don't like them that much. But for whatever, like Kilowatt roll, like it's I'm like okay, thumbs up Pokemon on that right. one for right. whatever reason. <laughs> no, I like the name, but I wouldn't have not known it at this point. So, no, good one, my friend. All right, with that being said, it's time to take a break and get with our sponsor. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Okay. Thank you, Sports Card Junction. Again, always a great sponsor and uh, giving us the ability to give away free ETBs. So it's that time of the month where we yeah, give away. Unfortunately, it would have been last week, but I messed up by getting yeah. sick. <clears throat> yes. Uh, <laughs> everyone might have been clamoring for it uh last week but this week is the week we are giving away the etv so we have randomly generated the number and we have crowned the winner of joe white is our winner this this month for your free etb from sports car junction so uh joe will be getting a hold of you um and uh we'll let you know Congratulations and thank you for your listenership. Um, yeah, love uh, love being able to give out to the community like always. Uh, and thanks again, Sports Car Junction, for making that possible. And thanks you, thank you everybody for listening. Also, that you know, just uh, you know, keep this podcast going. So without you know, our sponsorship and without our listeners, 
Um, this is not possible. So um, just again, um, love this community um, and everything it brings to. Uh, so thanks everybody involved. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again. And keep on listening and looking out for next month. But uh, it is now time to get into the news. And uh, just like last week, we have some new cards to talk about. Not as many, uh, but we we did get another article with some uh, EXs that are going to be featured in Clayburst. Um, uh, well, we got one from Clayburst and uh, a couple more as well that are going to be spread out between uh, Triple Beat, Snow Hazard, and Clayburst. Uh, so the first one is... Uh, is belly bolt ex um so this is a lightning pokemon 280 hp stage one obviously evolved from tad bulb um but it comes uh, equipped with two attacks uh for double colorless you can uh jump press this attack does 50 damage to one of your opponent's pokemon so a little bit of bench damage there possibly and then for two lightning and a colorless you get paralyzed ball 160 damage. You may discard two lightning energy from this Pokemon. Pokemon. If you do, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. Uh, so, so a little stage paralyzed one, or is that a basic? That is a stage one. Stage one. You know, it's actually pretty good. So it's like basically two-shotting anything. <clears throat> Any relevant decks that are weak to lightning, obviously that will go in down. Um, but there seems to be a lot more paralysis options out there right now. Um, this one seems to be the best of them so far, especially with the electromagnetic, uh, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Um, seems pretty consistent in most um, lightning decks. So um, I think this is a pretty good card. Not bad. Uh, paralyzation on a lightning Pokemon, a little late to the game uh, because we won't, we'll be talking about June, June-ish time that we might get Belly Bolt. But uh, could be good going forward because paralyzation um, is proven useful now. Um, changing up, we'll see if uh, you know more switch cards become a thing in the meta or not, or if uh, paralyzation is still going to be as effective. Well, but yeah, even, really even if there's not a lot of, um, or even if there is a lot of switch cards, we saw this with Picaron back in the day. Um, or at least with like the expanded version when I played it, but I know um, I, I don't remember if it was because this is before our time if they were together, but it was uh, Raichu, Raichu plus N at the end game to put you down to one. Um, so you yeah. can definitely um, um, set up a board state where you only need to like buy yourself a couple turns as far as a comeback mechanic. Use Belly Bolt to paralyze, but before you do that, um, you know, uh, I own them to one. Um, if that's what the board state shows, maybe even a path of peak or something else to kind of try to help um, your comeback mechanic there. And then if you're um, if you're far behind, then you can start incorporating more cards on on your side. Um, so, in in addition to that, like there is a lot more possibility that um, Iono with any kind of paralysis is pretty good. Yeah. For sure on that one. Um, paralysis and then limiting your your opponent's options um, to get out of that is is an effective tactic. Um, so 
But that was it for that article. We do have another article here um, with uh, some other Pokemon to talk about. Um, so we have a, a um, we have a Jumpluff line of obviously a Hop Hip, a Skip Loon, um, and, and the Jumpluff. But um, most importantly, I don't know if it's important, but the Skip Loon. And the jump off have uh, a float away ability. Uh, basically, it's the good old flip a coin. Uh, if heads, uh, you prevent that damage. Um, oh, jeez. Um, then uh, jump off. Jump off has the better. Well, they both have a very similar attack for one. Just one grass energy. Um, jump off does sixty damage and then thirty damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. If you're skip loom, you only do 30 to the active and 30 to the bench. Um, so um a neat little way to do a little bit of damage, but uh nothing too crazy there uh in general. So it's just another uh basically prevent that damage kind of Pokemon. Right. I mean We've seen fringe things like uh, Flying Pikachu use it for success in some key moments throughout some of the tournaments in the last year. But generally, uh, a coin flipping uh, to per try to prevent damage is, at least in my opinion, not too great at the moment. Um, and something I don't think that we're going to see a lot of play meta-wise, um, you know, with some of these big tournaments coming up. Yeah, for sure. All right, so now we have the legendary that was left off the last article. Um Wochian EX, another grass Pokemon. This is a basic one, 230 HP. Uh, two uh, big energy attacks. We got two grass and a colorless Devouring IV. This attack does 60 damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon for each prize card your has brief prize card your has your opponent has taken. Um, Wait, say uh, that again. This attack does 60 damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon for each prize card your opponent has taken. So does that do more bench does, Pokemon or it, more damage if you have more prizes taken? If they have more prizes taken, you're doing more damage to their bench. Okay. I just could not process that in my head. Uh, and then for Three grass and one colorless force burn 220 damage. Okay, so if, if that's correct, devouring ivy's pretty good attack. Uh, even if you're down three prizes, that's 200. That's 180 damage to the bench. You're you're KOing some de decent Pokemon at that size. Um, uh, even a fourth prize down, he gets even better. Uh, he is a basic that can be used late game. The only question is whether you can get three energy on this guy late, late game out of nowhere because I don't think anyone's going to let you hit their bench for that much damage. Right. I mean, and Manaphy is still a thing. I think this card maybe not see a lot of play at first, but it's one of those cards that we always, you know, when, when we used to do the um, uh, random card madness is, you know, do we, you know, want to keep it in your collection? Heck yeah, because this is one of those cards um, that kind of like the Aerodactyl, uh, or not Aerodactyl, the Articuno in the in the Palkia decks right now can kind of just pop out of nowhere. This is a card kind of like that that can like be that ace in the hole that people forgot about, and then you can take late game wins with it. 
um, when people aren't, um, when the meta is like established and you're kind of trying to throw a wrinkle in it. So this is one of those cards, I think for sure. That I'm, can... I'm going to low key keep a track of this card because I just figured out the way, like kind of, you just, you literally need an energy in your hand and you gardenias. You just need the, the, the grass energy in hand. It's still going to come down to, you know, having the grass energy in your hand. But if you can gardenias two to them, attach return, you can plop him down and do this attack without letting your opponent know that you have a bench hitter and kind of surprise for a late game to two prizes or something like that. Um, and, and really like sneak up on someone. Cause if, if you're playing a grass deck and you're just attacking the active, they might not ever bench Manaphy. So, right. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a card definitely to keep an eye out on. All right. Um, I, there is a, they did go over Fortress EX. I don't know if you want to give any, we did go over him last week. I don't know if you want no, to. No, that's fine. We don't have to repeat anything. <clears throat> all right. So the other big guy that, all right. Uh, big Pokemon that we're kind of talking about that, that kind of hit the news uh, cycle is Spirit Tomb. So he's a 60 HP basic psychic Pokemon uh, equipped with an ability and an attack. Um, the attack for Carlos vanished 10 damage, put this Pokemon and all cards attached in your hand. Pretty neat. But uh, everyone's going nuts about the ability, which is uh, Pitch Black Doom. Uh, as long as this Pokemon is in play, basic V Pokemon have no abilities, uh, both yours and your opponent's. So this is Path to the Peak on a Pokemon. On V only, not EX, right? Correct. Um, basic, <laughs> it's only basic too, so it's a basic path of the peak, on right? The so, my first initial thoughts is like, what bees are we going to get that have relevant um abilities because we're going to lose a bunch, um, that are bees. Um, and the first one that comes to mind to me, um, is Luminion. Luminion is such a great card to you know pull out a trainer, um, and it's a basic bee. Um, but the problem with that is. Luminion's already kind of getting nerfed by the rotation uh, because we're missing um, Quick Ball. Um, and you don't want, ever, 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 ever want to play um, Nest Ball with that <laughs> because it goes straight to your your deck or straight to your bench. Um, and that's not how that card is played. Um, so I don't think Luminion was going to see a lot of play anyways, generally. Uh, maybe Fringe here or there. Um, I know, you know, the big thing is it's going to kind of hurt Genesect, right? Genesect um, is the big one for Mew um, to get that search engine up and running. But Mew's already, there's already so much Mew hate out there that are you really going to play this deck to try to hurt Mew a little bit more? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. <clears throat> I think the bigger thing. Like I, I don't know if turning off Mew, like Mew and Genesect, is like really worth um, trying to do anymore. Um, like you can, I guess you can stop his draw, but you're also this will also turn off any basic Vs that you have. So uh, I guess it it depends on the deck that how much that would actually hurt. But you're also taking up a bench spot. Um, My question is like, like what other V is there though that you care I, that shut off a ability? 
I mean, it does drop, shut off Drapion. <laughs> but uh, that's the okay. one I know. Um, there's Mew's Drapion. Not gonna, yeah. Uh, Luminion is another basic that it turns off. Um, I, I mean, I guess think of anything else and, that's crazily out there at the moment, <laughs> basic knee-wise. That I mean, all three of the guess, birds can probably get shut off. And yeah, little all bit three of the birds, um, like that Pidgeot too. I don't know if that's a control thing that would still be coming around. Um, but yeah, that would turn that stuff off. But the thing is, I I feel like honestly, I feel like the better counter is still already there it's just drapion just take the three prizes uh and, and call it a day like and figure out like the the mu matchup for anyone who can play drapion in their deck is literally just which is pretty much any deck in my eyes how can i take three other prizes before i lose like that because you should have three free ones as long as you don't pry your prize your drapion at one point right time. and a lot of people play multi so yeah, I, again, keep the card because it, it in you know overall that sounds like a really good ability because obviously it is shutting off powerful V Pokemon's ability. Um, but really, just judge the the meta and where we are at. And uh, it, if the birds are seeing a lot of play because things are opening up, maybe. Um, but <laughs> Genesex and and Luminions don't seem like it's worth playing that card and just try to kill those cards. At least currently, metas can change. Yeah, I'm like uh, on, on uh, just like a little side tangent from me on this. I, I'm just kind of like I'm over the let's turn stuff off ability, like like uh, that they keep kind of putting out there in different tactics. Like in, in path, it was in path of the peak. It was in Galer like Galarian Weezing or Empoleon, and like let's just turn random things off, like. I would rather see more unique ways. Oh, to... power plants coming around the corner, my friend. Shut off EX abilities. I know. It's just, I mean, it just doesn't, it's it's just so repetitive in my eyes. And they're just finding different ways to print it again, but clarify it differently. It feels like the safeguard Pokemon thing, like even with Mimikyu, there's always one, but they just find little different kinds of ways to change it. I just, it just, very repetitive. I know it's probably something that's kind of essential, but I'd rather see more unique abilities or, or like more things that are just like different than you have no abilities. Uh, mm. um, things like that. Um, but I will move on. Um, the only uh, we have uh, only other Pokemon to talk about is uh, real quickly the the wings of union deck as they're gonna probably call it uh they're between the murkrow and the flamingo and i i can't remember if there's another one or not but all we see is the flamingo and the murkrow but uh it's kind of like a new mad party deck uh the attack does 20x and 20 damage for each number of pokemon in your discard pile that have the wings of union attack and of course they're birds it's on uh, so yeah. right now, if it's only on the two, I swear I thought I saw a third, but if I don't, um, then that's just not enough damage. So um, I'll be moving along now. Unless you have anything right. to say, I mean, no, nah, I mean it's just like any of those decks we've seen some mad parties or or um, 
what the, what nightmares before that see play but like there was like let's roll or something like that there was other versions of that it's all no play so we'll see I'm, um i need i'm have, for this go ahead sorry you no know, we just need to have things like that but um the problem is I, what was the hp on these guys 110 and 60 on the Murkrow. 110 on the I mean, Flamigo. one Sableye takes out two Murkrows. Yeah, like Sableye is going to gatekeep a lot of the silly, like a lot of things like that. But uh, Plus you, you also kind of don't care about the Murkrows. You kind of just maybe you put them in the discard for this. Um, but my my thing is like I I am all for this type of. Uh, um, archetype like uh this whole put pokemon in a discard mad party but you you got to make it worth like worth playing like this this needs at least four different in my eyes it needs at least four different pokemon which is 16 at max which is 320 damage they need to be able to at one point in time get a really big knockout throughout the game because most times you're going to two hit KO everything, and 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 that might not it's not fast enough to com- compete with two prizers. Right, you need to win the trade at one point in time. Yeah, um, and if they're, they they're don't want to do it too fast either, because then you're you're hitting mad numbers for you know way too easily. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so there's a a a, a power level you got to I don't I, work in I guess maybe, but um it's also harder to get stuff into the discard at this moment so be that quick ball is gone and you're relying on ultra balls i, I don't know hey i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong all right <laughs> moving on worry. moving on moving on uh we got one trainer spoiled um it is your classic uh trainer that you play to disrupt people it's Gia- giacomo Giacomo, uh, I don't know exactly know how to pronounce it, uh, but uh, his abil- his card reads discard a special energy from each of your opponent's Pokemon. Classic disruption Pokemon, Pokemon but uh, it's not it's not from one Pokemon, unfortunately, this time. It's from each. Each of you your know, If they spread the... You know, again, this is a, a one of those cards that will be part of a... Um, you know, control deck or a, or, or a deck to that manner, um, trying to control energies, like put energy out on people. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is it relevant enough in the metagame with special energies? Um, we will, we're still going to have, um, what's his face? Um, it takes them off the hand, right? Um, Sydney. So we can still have Sydney during this. So it's like, are they going to hold it? Or are they going to put them down? But then are they going to spread them? Um, we'll see. Um, see, I think this card would do more damage to Muvi Max than Spirit Tomb. Correct. Because they, they can't put any of their special energies down. Yeah, but then if they hold their hand, then Sydney. Yeah, so and then if they hold their the hand, kind of pl- they can't draw anyway. Like, yeah, they can't they draw less cards. Yeah. If they put them down, then you discard them and then they might not have any more. Energy. Right. I mean, you're still also seeing celebrations Evital though, too, doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. So it depends. Like this kit, this is an addition of like special energy hate. So there's there's quite a bit of cards out there. So is it relevant enough where we can throw it into some kind of control deck? Probably. 
Um, that's if special energies are worth it. Yeah, it could be. See how much special energy play still gets played with the release and rotation. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, we got two different uh, stadiums of disaster, as they are known. There's Snow Mountain of Disaster, and then there's Wilderness of Disaster. So the Snow Mountain of Disaster, uh, whenever any player attaches an energy card from their hand to one of their basic non-water Pokemon, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. So this is Old Cemetery for water. Mm. And then we have uh, Wilderness of Disaster. The retreat cost of each basic Pokemon, except fighting Pokemon, is one colorless more. Uh, so this is a weakened Galar Mine, but uh, fighting Pokemon get off free. Um, I mean, I know Spy Spido's EX is not necessarily a fighting Pokemon, but um, he also would like this because his attack would do more damage. Um, so if we ever got something like an Absol from in the in the past, where as a Pokemon you in you um, increase uh, the retreat cost, I could see. Well, Spyduck stacks each one. Oh, that stacks. is true. Spyduck does stack. Well, Spyduck. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's one. It's one. Yeah, one Spyduck is uh, an absolute old. My bad. I for some reason I thought he is. Oh, absolutely. I think absolute was two. Absolute was two. Um, but yeah, Spyduck does that. So you can have one extra. So you play that stadium plus Spyduck's. Um, if you have a four count, um, <laughs> that's quite a bit there. Yep, and then uh, I, I got my ideas already because then you have you play the spy dops down. The Leafeon still hits harder, and has a tool that says I have no retreat cost, so doesn't care about all this added retreat cost. Uh, hey, hey now, hey, yeah. So there's um, <laughs> that might be fun. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Is that the meta will probably change. tier tier F, but that's me. It's it's tier local. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And well, that's going to sum it up for cards. Uh, that is all we have. Um, so that's going to do it for the news. Uh, we can move along to the next topic. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about, you know, we're, we're all excited. Um, we got some pre-releases down um, and hopefully people got some good pulls, but Hey, we're about to play a different meta and a bunch of new decks to play. So there are going to be some familiar favorites, some, you know, loose stuff, lad stuff, um, some completely new decks. But there's a couple decks, you know, we want to, you know, talk about. I feel we wanted to cut this down into two categories is what decks are we going to play at our local level? Um, they're fun, um, but maybe not the most competitive viably, at least to start. Um, and then if you were going to regionals, what kind of these what kind of these decks are you you should bring um to a regional level to see um to hopefully you know pick up some wins more consistently there. Um so let's start off with the local level. Um and, and some decks that maybe uh Chuck and I um have on our radar that we're not necessarily tested enough that we feel comfortable enough to bring to a regional. Yeah, I have one that I have built in my head, but I have not done any testing for, um, which is 
I've, I've talked about it multiple times is Arcanine, uh, Arcanine EX. Um, and I just have uh, the idea of a consistency build. I just have to basically see, I have to play a game with it. Uh, I, mm. I just, I have to see how it stacks against everything else. I feel like speed wise, it could keep up with a lot of things and be hard to knock out at the same time if played um, with what I think I can play it with. Um, uh, because using just straight, just going straight with, with Arcanine and then the Magma Basins uh, and uh, a healthy dose of energy uh, and maybe a couple Pokemon Go Moltruses where you boost your fire damages. I can't can't remember if it's only basic Pokemon or not. I so it'd be iffy if I use it, but I also have the idea of using the Moltres from Battles or Brilliant Stars to poke damage early. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's really just get three energy as quickly as possible on an Arcanine EX and hit for two fifty or two eighty uh, with the choice belt, maybe even a defiance belt from going down. But you'll have to go through three of those. Before I get six prizes. Um, and I feel like having a thin, thin Pokemon line leading to a lot of just quick, quick build cards going through your deck real fast. Um, and hoping that speed will prevail in, in so that is the idea behind it. And I'm gonna try that. So you guys can try with me. Let me know how your Arcanine Arcanine works, because it's basically just him and a bunch of cards to get through your deck fast. Right. So um, one that I have, and I already kind of mentioned it, uh, just because I, I pulled a bunch of this, is the Oinkalone EX. Um, that deck will obviously feature Oinkalone, um, and there are a few things that kind of boost this deck um, that make it <coughs> viable. Um, is, you know, the 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 helmet with the space helmet, I forget what it's called. Um, full the full base guard plus uh, the V-guard energy. Um, you know, that's 60 damage, you know, reduction there, um, you know, plus having cards like Sharon's Care um, and and uh, um, I always forget her name, the green haired girl. Um, Cheryl? Cheryl, that's right. Yep, Cheryl. So those two um, and kind of just like looping them on the bench, um, having having your Lechonks there. Um <clears throat> And then also being able to do a lot of Path of the Peak because there's a lot of abilities out there. You don't really need um, any abilities that are affected by Path of the Peak in this deck. Um, but they're, the thing that kind of makes this engine run, um, and we kind of talked about this um, earlier, is just having those barrels with the addition. I've, I've thrown it in there with uh, the Squovit. Had a couple of test games in today where the Squovit <laughs> plus barrel was really fun. And it got me to a good good position um, where I was continually going through my deck. If I had a bad set of cards, the school of it really is good uh, to reset that. Um, and then, you know, being able to tank like and, and still hit for meaningful damage um, is pretty fun. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily regional quality deck, but it's definitely at least a C tier, something to, to pick up um, and play. That's um, a little bit different than what we have been playing lately. Yeah. I, it does sound sound interesting, um, uh, and worth worth looking at. Um, another another one I thought about trying to do. Um, well, Spydops is on my radar, but um, of new cards, 
that that one is kind of interesting. I was thinking about doing in, in, in itself. Uh, yeah. Just uh, trying to get down for spider ops. It does the same. It hits more for uh, each retreat cost your opponent has. So just going off of having multiple spider ops um, and, and just seeing if it can work uh, kind of function on its own. Maybe sneak a Leafeon in there as a big Pokemon, but I feel like three the VMAXs are going to be more liabilities than helpful. Um, the basically why I really wanted the Leafeon was the the Leafeon V for the extra grass energy earlier, and I was like, well, if I'm going to use that, maybe I use it. Well, VMAX. why don't you just put the V Star in because then you can boss up whatever you want to try to. True, do. I I could just use a V Star too. Um, but V that I was going down the retreat cost line, I was like, but because Leafeon does hit harder than Spidops. But like I said, three prizes, I might just stick with the V star and then stick with Spidops and have that extra uh, boss boss on a stick in the V star ability. Right. Um, you'd be able to keep putting things that I want in the active rather than um, what they want to hit me with. Yeah, Spidops was uh, the one that was in, um, you know, that was my second deck that I was thinking of. I haven't put a deck together, but um, definitely interesting um, being able to hit pretty decent numbers there, uh, potentially um, adding four retreat costs to whatever the natural cost of your um, opponent's uh, Pokemon can really, really uh, stack up pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get into the regional level decks, um, things that we expect to see um, success, maybe not knowing the exact 60, uh, but things that we think that we're going to see some success with. So uh, I'll jump in with something uh, with something that's a basically brand new. Um, I think Maridon uh, will be a deck that sees success. Um, just seeing the speed of Palmont, <laughs> and that's uh, one energy on itself. Uh, if you, uh, I mean, it just let's just say it, it the the speed at which you can get Pokemon out plus electricity generator, uh, plus potentially Flaffy. Um, this I think this can ramp up quickly, right. especially with um, things that are weak to lightning. Uh, I I do think it stands a puncher's chance. Uh, at being competitive um it's really whether uh you get smacked back quickly right. like in return enough because so, you are yeah, relying is, is there anything fighting that's going to start stepping up um we'll probably will see some zapdos in play we'll probably see urshifu um see some play but i've never seen a deck in my you know short time here uh two and a half three years uh in the game that set up so easily you don't even need Depending on what you start with, if you start with a, a Maridon, you don't even need any Pokemon search on top of that. You just Maridon for another Maridon plus something else, and then use the second Maridon to get whatever else you needed, Regilekis, Flaffies, Raichus, whatever the case may be. And you you <laughs> you basically filled up your bench without searching for a Pokemon with using his Pokemon search. Yeah. So the, the construction of those decks, I think, is going to be unique because I think if uh, if someone can find a way to um, really break that setup, 
like you just mentioned, where you basically can fill your bench without needing to use ball search and save cards in such in said manner that you offer more versatility in supporter lineup or other other items that do things for you where you're not looking for Pokemon, uh, then I think it might be like it might be really because you can tech against stuff more because you have more open space to get around certain things that might be bad for you. Right. So all right. <laughs> so next one. Um this is an oldie but a goodie. Um and that would be Lost Box Rayquaza or really any Lost Box variant. Um it did slow down a little bit with the lack of um scoop up net. But other than that it hasn't really lost anything. Um, it does gain beach court, so well, it lost balloon, but it gains beach court. Um, so basically, the same kind of concept there. Um, and it's been proven over in Japan where it is a you know a or S tier deck. Um, just so many options, still being able to get spit innocently out there. Turn one if you're going second. Um, late games with you know um, with Garatina V Star or with um, Sableye um still deadly um and with the game just slowing down in general i think it kind of lends to help there um so you know something if you're a lost box player already um you know stick with the ray uh, or i keep saying ray but i meant garatina um, yeah. um i'm so stuck on rayquaza because that's what i've been playing but uh, <laughs> i i apologize uh garatina v star not rayquaza v star um um, but the Lost Box uh, engine is still alive and well um, and will be for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's something I definitely think that I would, if if there was a, a regional that I was going to attend after rotation, like it be, be the amount of reps I've already put into said Lost Box, um, being able to transfer that knowledge into something that just doesn't use scoop up nets and or a box of different like it just tweaking the Pokemon you use. Like if I look at exactly what I'm playing right now, like I literally lose like maybe eight cards out of it. Um, and you just, you can switch those eight cards to something else. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that do similar effects um, for you. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, you might even, that would be one that you might even find a, a, the Zapdos finding its home in there kind of like a drapion does um if you go against a uh maridon popularity in lightning pokemon just to have that fighting weakness to be able to right i mean some lost box were already playing it was like arceus variants or whatever but yeah i think it's it's definitely something to explore all right uh another one that i have uh i think would be competitively viable as a as an oldie but uh goodie uh well just the big big guy in the room would we'll just say is new uh because it loses four cards out of it so bye bye quick ball hello mixture of four different ball search cards that go into place um and just the speed the question still is whether uh how to play it whether fusion strike will be better because um you you lose the hand thinning that quick ball gave you so maybe uh playing the like supporters that don't 
Squovit. Things like that. Things that just can well, that's still not a fuse strike Pokemon. But anyway, <laughs> things that clunk up your hand a little bit. Uh my whether that's useful or not, or or just sticking with the the tried and true. I have a feeling early in a, in the new meta, I think everyone's gonna go back to Meloetta because that it's literally just changing out those four. I think it's just changing out those four quick balls. It's streamlined. It's just aggressive, and you have a the single purpose. And eventually, once we see what's good. Uh, what is played, I think people will start converting that thing back to the double turbo energy uh, version with cards that help counter whatever they see. Uh, right. The big thing is obviously going to be able to get over that, uh, the Drapion path hill that they always have to get over. Right. Um, yeah, if, if Drapion still sees play, people will respect it. Um, I don't know. Mew still in a great spot as far as like card pool but also bad because there's so much hate against you. But um, you make it it work. I see more decks having the room to be able to put a one of Drapion in it. Maybe not two of, but a one of. The newer decks, I feel like they have room, but I could be wrong. Um, And other decks in general, um, like the the Lugia archetype that has all those single prizes that it wants to use is going to go away. So it might that deck I think is going to streamline a little bit down to something else that might have room for a Drapion to better better that matchup against new. Correct. No, I, I agree. Um Lugia is still in a good spot. A lot of single strike Pokemon out there that are people are going to run. I don't know if it has a lot of one prize viability right now. Um but you know throwing out some of those tech uh V's out there to depending on the matchup. Uh, still pretty good because Lugia's not going anywhere. It's not going to be S tier, but it's also still going to be competitively viable. Yeah, I have, I have the inkling uh, to play single strike Urshifu with with Lugia because I like single strike Urshifu. I don't know if that's going to be the right way to go. I think I think people have settled. I think Tyranitar yeah. is a little bit better because he's obviously two prizes, not three. But I just love one punch, one punch man. Uh, so, but, but I don't if you can put, if you can put Sleepy Boy out there, you know, have a four set of Tyranitar taking a nap under a tree with uh, at a picnic. I mean, when have we been able to use those cards? I know. I mean, I, having Sleepy Boy out there would be nice too. So, I don't I, know. I mean, I still got to find a way to make Rayquaza work. But hey. Right. Yep. Uh, one last tech I want to talk about, at least. I don't know about you, Chuck, but um, is Gardevoir. Obviously, Gardevoir EX, um, you know, alongside the Gardevoir line that we already have um, with tech attackers, uh, as well as um, the uh, Psychic Zacian. Um, I think there's a few others in there that you can kind of add upon. Um, pretty solid. It can do a big one shots um, on, on Pokemon there. Um, it can set up pretty, pretty once it gets set up, it, it's consistently threatening the board. The you know, from what I've heard though, it's just a little inconsistent to set up, um, and very susceptible to cards like Judge and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's that seems to be a right consensus to me to because uh, the I mean, Gardevoir EX is the stage two uh Pokemon, we haven't really found anything that makes that 
easier to do um, in general. Uh, it doesn't, and, and, and it doesn't have an irida where you can rare candy Pokemon search. No, uh, but right you, it. but it, you can do the rare candies, really... and the Curlias are also really good because it's very similar to like the Inteleon line because it's like that stage one is not useless. Yeah, uh, no, I was just gonna say like the but the 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 Pokemon you use the Curlias to get to the Gardevoirs aren't useless. The refinement is up. Uh, trade is a great ability. You can definitely turn the deck. To find said rare candy or or um, get two cards that'll keep the game going, but you are definitely playing a longer game if you're playing Gardevoir EX. Going to go down a couple prizes, and then you're going to come back swinging with the EXs and just uh, trying to clean up the board a little bit more. It's a little bit of a different... I think it's going to be a little bit of a different like archetype or playstyle where it, it is... Setup focused, and then you come back swinging, and you take big punches, kind of like maybe like a little bit of a rocky vibe, like you're getting beat up first, and then you come back and you just you know go ham on them rather than what we've seen now is just like uh, heavy hit. We're just we're out the gate throwing haymakers at each other, like uh, so. And we'll see how 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 it fares. Right. right. Um, were there any other decks? Um, that you wanted to go over before we end this uh stick. Uh, we talked about Lugia. We talked about Mew. Uh, competitively, um, feel like that's what we. I think we hit on all the ones. I think that are gonna be, um, really competitive right off the get off of Scarlet and Violet. So, right. Um, I think. I know everyone like everyone thought Palkia might come back with the use of Bibarel, but I think Pet Water uh, is going to take another set off before they come back. Yeah, Water's you know around the corner, but um, yeah, I, I th those are the decks that are definitely there. There's maybe a few others, but um, I'm excited to play different decks. Um, even with the decks that we are known and true, um, at least they're <laughs> different enough where like their archetypes just. A little bit um thought provoking from like just the regular norm yeah yeah it's it's uh it's weird uh i'm <laughs> i'm looking at my deck and i'm like i don't i have so many things i have to take apart and then i really don't know what i want to play right after it like i i have a couple of decks i just i think i have to go through now and just kind of update to to post rotation i haven't really thought of it yet because i'm still zoning in for Fort Wayne and I probably won't zone out until after Fort Wayne, but I have a feeling I, I haven't seen anything yet on, on like the news or anything. I have a feeling I should have a post rotation deck ready to play at Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne for any kind of side event that might be played Friday. Cause I right. plan on playing Pokemon tournament Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so um just trying to make sure i have a full friday night of fun heck yeah so all right well i think that's gonna do it um uh thank you everybody for hanging out uh with us till the end um and you know it's got good to be back and i can't wait to do next week's while uh, i'm on the east or the west coast while you're still back here on the east yeah 
yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Hopefully, uh, I can get some sun via uh, you. So I'll try to, you know, push some over your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring the nice weather. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this cold stuff. So right. tell the wind to blow this way. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at Watch Whimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>